Hey, welcome to Living Artly. I'm your host, Adrian Garaldi, and today we have another guest. Three weeks in a row, or if depending on when I release this, I just recorded three podcasts within two weeks, uh, a week, with three different guests. So depending on when this comes out, this has been a lot of guests and it's been great. So I might reserve some for later, I might not. But today we have a friend of mine from Ave Maria, no, from back home. And then Ave Maria, and now here, and she, that's, this is my friend Kendall Jordan. She has a big part of my conversion story. She was a tool for the Lord, and it's amazing. And today we're going to be talking about trust and clarity. Um, a couple things, we are both in parish youth ministers, and it's been a crazy ride seeing each other grow, being with each other as we, we've grown in the faith, and it's amazing. So we are going to talk, and we're going to see. All right. Let's get into it. All right, so Kendall, how are you? Hey, Adrian. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, We're currently sitting in a hotel room in Orlando. It's after, I believe it's past 1 (laughs) a.m. 1.05 in the morning. Just a... Rounded up a bunch of excited teenagers in a bus in, in the Steubenville, Florida Youth Conference. So I'm kind of still spinning and yeah. this collision of worlds seeing you here again, yeah. too. It's, it's kind <laughs> it's of a crazy. Lot going on. So, so Kendall and I, our relationship dates back to 2012 mm-hmm. when I was a senior in high school. No, a junior in high school. Yeah, I was a senior. I got a call from my church. I'm like, what the heck is this? And, then, and apparently it was asking for me. My little sister is like giving me the phone. And I was like, why is the church trying to talk to me? So I'm like, I was not having a good day. And I eventually took the call. And it was this girl named Kendall Jordan inviting me to a retreat. I was like, yeah, all right, I guess I'll check it out. Went to the mass, went to noon mass that following weekend, went to this meeting to find out information about this retreat hoping that I would actually see some of my confirmation class and mm-hmm. there was none of them but I was like man that retreat looks kind of cool like none of the retreats I've gone to so long story short went to Steubenville had a conversion here I am today at Steubenville again <laughs> we're at Steubenville Florida in Orlando seven years later seven years yeah. later yeah and we are both like I said youth ministers so I just want to say thank you, Kendall, for your yes in being a tool and getting me to this point. Um, it's been, I think, I, I think about your role in my, like, even my choice of going to Ave. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only reason I went to Ave originally was to go visit you. Then I fell in love with the university. So thank you for your yes, even though it's a very slight very subtle role. It was a huge role, in my opinion. So thank you. I can say thank you right back, Adrian, because what type of courage and trust it takes to respond to a stranger on the phone who <laughs> calls you true. to come to a meeting at church and to continue to say yes to everything. That's um, true. It's well, it's, it's hard to say no to someone as soft-spoken as you. Oh, do I need to speak louder? Is that, <laughs> no, a, is no. that a hint? No, it's okay. not a hint, but it's, it was a compliment. Okay. <laughs> so yeah we're we are at steubenville florida like i said and we are pretty tired but i asked kendall if she was willing to be part of this podcast and be a guest and she said yes because she always says yes because she's a great 
great person. I might have stalled a little bit, but <laughs> I made it here. <laughs> she did. She did. Uh, but it was good. It was good. So, Kendall, how's I mean, how's being a youth minister so far? Like, just just general. Like, you've done mission trips. You've done many things, but mm-hmm. youth ministry it's a whole different kind. So, like, is it okay. going well? Adjusting. Um. <laughs> Youth ministry is not something I intended to do. Yeah. It's something I kind of fell into. Yeah. Um, when I called you, I was three years into technically what was youth ministry. Yeah. As um, a high schooler, you were like yeah, leading youth groups. Yeah. In 15, I mean, I just got, I had a crazy experience on my 14th birthday at a retreat. Um, the girl who distinctly remembers telling my parents, I hate teenagers. <laughs> Um, God took (laughs) his sense of humor and, um, encouraged me to start inviting friends to church and to meet in my living room. So it kind of evolved into the group that you met at that first Steubenville conference. And it has evolved even more every year. You know, even when I was away at Ave and you were and my dad were and Arnell and everyone were holding the group together. Um, and now I just recently moved to a new parish to work with that youth ministry. And while we were at Ave, you knew also yeah. Fiat, you know, and Immokalee yeah. and the, um, the Donahue teams. A huge adjustment. Yeah. Leaving what you were so, like, known for. Mm. If you don't, I mean, Kenda was at that parish, at Holy Spirit, our parish growing up. After she graduated there for how many years? Two years, technically? Yeah, two years. But I mean, like, total after, like, if you're counting all the times prior before college, it's... Yeah. That was the parish my parents were married in. We were baptized there. Yeah. And, yeah, we grew up there. Yeah, so I came from the same parish as well, and I just did not want to be stuck there. I love that parish, and I grew up there, and I, Mm -hmm. you know, had my first communion there, my confirmation there. It is my family. But there was a huge part of me that I did not want to be at Holy Spirit anymore. I felt called somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I actually originally wanted to leave the state, Mm -hmm. right? Um, but I trusted the Lord and that he would take care of where I needed to go. And he kind of called me to Florida, to stay in Florida, as much as I didn't want to stay in Florida. And here I am now in Central Florida, which is about two and a half hours away from West Palm. And you know, I love it. It's a whole different field. It's like quiet <laughs> comparative to uh, West Palm Beach, where we grew up, Lake Worth area. But it's beautiful and I love it. And, you know, like that whole just trusting in the Lord, even though I wanted to get out of there. Like, he throws my plans out and takes me where I needed to go. And I landed at, uh, like, not Ave. Well, I landed at St. Matthew. <laughs> anyway, so that's what we're talking about. Trust today, right? Yeah. But, but before we do that, actually, Kendall, give me a little, like, you gave me a little bit of backstory. But what else have you done? You've done mission work in Honduras, Nicaragua, mm-hmm. a couple other places. Right. Okay. So, um, yeah, the shy girl (laughs) started the Holy Spirit journey with the youth ministry. Um, And unlike you, I actually, I couldn't pull myself away. I almost didn't finish. I was homeschooled. So that senior year of high school, I remember um, being so, I guess, engrossed in the ministry or so um, busy with it. I almost didn't finish my senior year of high school and I stalled a lot. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I did the college tours, and I knew that if I was going to leave, it was going to be Ave. 
Um, but I still I didn't have that excitement that you did to, I guess, try my wings. You know, mm. I, I'm very much a person who I'm a little more introverted, a little more comfortable, you know, yeah. shy. So yeah. that trust was a big thing for me. But ended up going to Ave Maria. Um, and I don't think I really appreciated the whole journey till my senior year fully. But every year I could see that God was doing good things in my life. and. Yeah. Um, one of those was through the Mother Teresa project oh, at the awesome. university, yeah. Yeah. Um, which the president, um, Jim Tui, was a friend of Mother Teresa and founded this project. Um, and one of the first things he did was to take a um, group to Calcutta to yeah. visit Mother Teresa's sisters. And wow. as a freshman, I was one of the first to be in that first group. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, so, that's so cool. Yeah, what my first summer there. Dang. Yeah, and next year I ended up going with them to Haiti, mm-hmm. and then they ended up founding the museum and the rest of the project, which included um, lectures about Mother Teresa's life and reading her writings and getting involved in the community, um, particularly yeah. in the town of Immokalee. Yeah. So just really getting to know Mother Teresa and how she sh- has shaped my spirituality and the way I do ministry and the way I um, see mission. Uh I remember after those first two trips through the university, I went out on my own on a trip to Honduras. Mm -hmm. And then when I graduated, um, I went for what was supposed to be two months to Nicaragua. I ended up canceling my flight and staying three (laughs) and then going back three more times to visit and falling in love with this place. That's amazing. So um, I think if even if God led me through all of that just to teach me a small thing, uh, maybe one of those missions or through Mother Teresa, you know, everything was for a purpose. It has changed the way I do everything. Yeah. And I, I mean, it, it speaks to who I know you, Kendo, as um, someone who is always willing and always going to say yes um, mm-hmm. to, to anything that the Lord presents her and any opportunity. And I think it's wonderful and beautiful. And um, that's what I appreciate the most about our friendship is that, I mean, about you is that anytime any place you're you're just gonna say yes maybe to sometimes to a fault or you <laughs> no <out>. definitely <laughs> and I, I i i as well I, yeah. I it's so hard for me to say no to some people yeah. especially like you know some of my kids like I, I can't say no to some of them i mean not that i spoiled them i i do say no to them i, I said no to them a lot today <laughs> <laughs> like i couldn't like one of my teens went to bring a t- guitar i was like when are you gonna use that thing you know like I brought a ukulele. I was gonna say that's different. Ukuleles are (laughs) a different story. Ukuleles are smaller and more compatible, but you know, even then, like I barely use my ukulele when I came when I when I brought it here as a student, right? So it was just for me to get attention. It was enough though, because someone at our parish remembers seeing a young guy with a ukulele, and she came to our group this morning as we were waiting for the bus and handed us a ukulele and told us it was a tradition. There to be at least one young person with a ukulele, <laughs> so I think that was you. So our group has this random ukulele that no one knows how to play, but That's it's fantastic. sitting in our room. <laughs> wow, I'm honored. Yeah, you should be. I was like, I think I know who that is. So. I got it signed by Ike and Dolo and Emily Wilson before she was super famous. I was so it's super cool, but. I ended up giving that ukulele away because oh, I played it so yeah. much. The actually the signatures wore out. Okay. So like I was just like, oh well, and I had like four ukuleles at the time. So I was mm-hmm. like, I don't need this. And my friend, uh, my friend uh, Allison was like, loved playing my ukulele. So I was like, hey, happy <laughs> birthday! Day, yeah. yeah, you know. Aww. So, but yeah, um, 
And so with your, your willingness to say yes, I think mm-hmm. it, it shows a lot of um, your trust to the Lord. And um, I guess that's what we're kind of going to veer into right now. Right. Um, right now, we, like I said, we're, we're tired. We're at a Steubenville Youth Conference in our hotel room recording a podcast at one in the morning. But even though it's as exhausting and how much you have to give as a youth minister at these retreats, um, still being willing to do something as for a hobby that has taken flight into something, right, mm-hmm. for your friend. So, I think this is more than a hobby, AJ, and I think yeah. this is <laughs> the gateway to a lot of good things. So. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Oh, Lord willing, I don't know what this is. I mean, this was an experiment becoming a hobby that I love to do and it gets me excited. Using I using your talent, so yeah. that's good. And I, I figured I just figured like this is the first podcast I figured out how to use to set up two mics on on GarageBand and I I got so giddy. I was like, what? <laughs> how did this happen? Because I've tried multiple times. I hope you recorded some of the reaction. You should play <laughs> yeah. it at the end at least. Your yeah. bloopers real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But yeah so Trust. What does what does trust mean to you, Kendall? Like, oh, I would think that by now I would be the expert on trust, mm-hmm. but just when I think I am, <laughs> God, like, he's like, me? nope, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's like, you want to go farther? You want to go deeper? Okay, let's let's yeah. do it. Um, after talking with you about the mission, um, first I guess taking that leap to go to Ave, but I knew I wasn't completely letting go of the youth group. I came to see you guys. Yeah. Um, you would even drive on a weekend just to come do yeah. youth group sometimes. Yeah, Crazy. I loved you guys. Two and a half hours, <laughs> man. She loved us. Um, and then I went on these mission trips, and I met the one mission in Nicaragua. Um, and I thought, wow, you know, I, I never thought anything could compete for my love for you guys. <laughs> but this place kind of... It was up there. Still your heart. We thought you were going to get, like, find your husband and get married there, too. We're like, <laughs> Ken, we're never going to go back. <laughs> I, you know, I, I could have lived off of rice and beans. And it was <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I fell in love with this mission, and I wanted to be a part of it to some extent. I wanted to go back for a longer stay for some discernment. Um, wasn't to run off and get married. Yeah. <laughs> it was wasn't sure if it was religious life. I just knew as a lay person, I, I would have liked to have dedicated a year or so at least yeah. to this mission. And to I, I felt so close to God. I guess with the experiences down there. How old were you then? I was there for three months the first time. Oh no! How oh. how old were how, how old, old was I? Yeah. I was oh three twenty one twenty two yeah. Awesome, yeah, but I had a debt to pay Ave, like most of us do (laughs) when you go to college. And, um, for a private university, I'm not that much in debt, no, it's not bad compared to some, but for a young person, like 50,000, yeah, no, we were, and I was way under 50,000, so I'm like like grateful for that, that. but still, like, it's a lot, it's still a lot of money, it adds up as a a young adult, you know, it might as well be a million dollars sometimes, yeah, don't. For those of you who are in, maybe in high school thinking about going to college or discouraged of college <laughs> and financials, guys, go to college. It's, I mean, it was worth. It was worth. Yeah, it, the just the experience, the community, especially if you're going to go think about going to a Catholic university a like Aubrey, Franciscan, yeah. like UD. There are so many great like, communities out there. there. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of 
Where like, there's a will, there's a way. I was, my parents almost like filed for bankruptcy two years before I went to Ave. So financially made no sense, but the Lord made it happen. And here I am mm. with a degree from Ave Maria, finished <laughs> all four years. So just a side note, don't be afraid. Don't let financial stop you from going to a university or mm. scare you. The Lord will take care of it. As Father Kevin always said, the Lord oh, has yes. <laughs> plenty of money. <laughs> oh, man. Father Kevin's the one who really, you shouldn't be thanking me. You should be thanking Father Kevin for bringing the group out of my living room to his parish and supporting yeah. us all these years. He was my he was my spiritual director and my confessor. and yeah. He was my our pastor. and I love him, miss him, and he, you get to work with him. Yeah, now he's again. now my pastor again. Yeah. <laughs> new parish, Jelly. new city, but full circle. Um, but okay, graduated from Ave, fell in love with this mission, and I thought I wouldn't leave the youth group for anything except for this mission. And yeah. um, I said, okay, God, I'm gonna. My goal is to pay off school in two years, and if everything lines up, this is this is what I want to do. And I saved my pennies. I wore the same plain t-shirts and jeans every day. I didn't go shopping or do excessive, um, you know, social life yeah. stuff. People knew I was poor. Yeah. Um, I drove my dad's beat up pickup truck. I wrecked it and continued oh, to drive it. Yeah, that's right. I so, forgot about that. Um, I just, I had a goal and I thought it was a worthy goal yeah. and it was a goal blessed by God, you know, because I, I was seeing progress every time I went to visit and in every other area of life. Yeah. Um, and finally, I remember I must have been like a month after I paid off my debt. I was like, okay, I'm a free woman. Must um, be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, being, the free debt thing, not being a free woman. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Important clarification in 2019. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's good. <laughs> I do this a lot. <laughs> um. So you're a free yeah. woman. Yeah, so you're distracting me. <laughs> so I finally reached the goal and no other obstacles besides, I guess, the logistics of, okay, moving and timing. And uh, news headlines were filled with uh, just the news about, what? what? <laughs> anyway, Nicaragua um, had erupted into chaos. There was um, some uprisings between the people and the government and many of the missionaries had to flee so it was like the rug was kind of pulled out from under me all these people i loved and this mission that was i believed in and was doing good things and i thought you know god was happy with it and he was happy with people like me who wanted to go and give our time to this you know mm -hmm. our lives to this um why why would he change those plans you know mm -hmm. um and here I am now, you know, after a few months of definitely confusion and tears and just feeling lost, you know, of, okay, what now? Do I stay here where I am or, or do I move somewhere else? Um, some other doors were opened and that's where I find myself today. Yeah. But I still am taking it step by step, like tiptoeing, you know, it's very fragile of saying, I trust you, God. But learning to be okay with not feeling completely comfortable or completely yeah like ready right exactly yeah. like I understand everything and it goes back to that um, during that time of growing closer to Mother Teresa and learning about her spirituality um, there was one quote I remember um, where someone asked her to 
Mother Teresa, my prayer intention for you, will you pray that I have um, clarity about what to do with my life? And she said, no, I won't pray for that. She said, you're clinging to your clarity. Instead, I'm going to pray that you have trust. I know. (laughs) It was like, ouch. (laughs) I think this was like a well-known like person. You know, I think it was, um, what's his name? John Kavanaugh. He's an ethicist. Oh, yeah. 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 So like to be (laughs) like told by Mother Teresa, um, you're praying for the wrong thing and, you know, corrected in that way. It was kind of like a personal burn too. Like, uh, we really want to know every step before we step out of the boat you know we want to know that it ends well or ends in the way we want and it's not always going to be like that (laughs) i can't i mean like i'm just thinking like how many times in my life have i ever i like i've always asked like not always but like there's a lot of times in my life where i've asked for clarity in something yeah and it's just like and a crazy obsession of like what to do or what needs to be done or what happened or what's going to happen you know and like and man that you know that it is so bad like and it is asking for that clarity is is definitely a lack of trust i I just like it's just coming to me like (laughs) dang mother Teresa, i've never heard that story actually but wow it's definitely a personal (laughs) message lately that word trust just comes up over and over again Mm -hmm. you know we seek affirmation or we seek predictability or but we can't always have it it's trusting god when you don't see the most clearly that's when you need it the most yeah and i was um we had small groups right Mm -hmm. today with our with the teens but i've been working on my peer ministers to be able to lead without me and Mm -hmm. i let that happen today and i would i wouldn't stay there so they wouldn't feel the pressure of like feel pressure Mm because of my presence i'll walk and I'll, i'll meander and kind of walk past like a teacher like to the other small groups mm-hmm. and the girls and stuff to kind of just like from afar i wouldn't let them be see but me they know you're there though. yeah, yeah they um, need you. but i mean the other chaperones are there and they're small groups right so i just let that happen but one of the mike teens was like you know like why is it one of the small group questions like why is it hard to have a relationship with god the father what do you find it the hardest mm-hmm. and, was, and one of my teens was like my peer minister is actually he was like, you know, it's just like so hard to believe in someone you you can't see. Mm. Um, but that's what faith and trust is, right? It's like believing in something that you can't see. Like you can't see Wi-Fi, but it works. Yeah. And he used all these like different analogies. Like, dang, like who taught you this kid? Like who taught you this kid? Like I was so impressed because, I mean, the trust. Like it's so easy for for younger people like kids children like babies to trust yeah. the people who are bigger than them yeah. right but for us like trusting we don't trust the way that those kids trust parents yeah. you know we are so reluctant mm. even sometimes amongst our friends that care for us sometimes i'd even go to say i mean some of our teens like why are you why are you why are you questioning your friend <laughs> like yeah. i was like i don't know i just have trust issues mm. it's like but like, why? <laughs> um, but I think, like I, I talked about it in one of my earlier podcasts, was that this this world kind of like makes it so that you feel like you have to have a close circle of friends or not trust anybody or can't trust anybody. Build walls. Yeah. Wear masks. Yeah. yeah. It's like not every, not everybody's on your side, so keep your circles tight and. Mm. 
you're gonna have trust issues and all this stuff. I mean, there's songs about it and stuff like that. And I, I, I mean, like I said, I talked about it in the earlier podcast, but it still is very true and very true amongst teens and mm. not just the teens, but everybody. You know, even millennials our age. So it's sad, but uh, um, wow. I mean, I'm still shook by the whole clarity thing. Like. <laughs> So many times. Um, what do you think the hardest thing for people to like gain the trust in the Lord is? Like, what is that? What's holding back most people? Do you think? Hmm. What's holding them back? Like, it probably there's no one answer, but right? Like, what's the majority that people struggle to? Uh, the people that you've met, people you've been on mission with, like versus right. you know, versus, you know, maybe like the people who, people who are in hard life situations have more sure. trust than people who are more wealthy right no it that's seems true like, right yeah. is it is it our is it do you think it's our like our comfort like how comfortable we are i think definitely we're used to tangible signs of god's presence or grace or blessing almost like the prosperity gospel you yeah. know oh god you know <laughs> i cross. feel all warm and fuzzy and taken care of yep. and um, when that's taken away, we feel like God's taken away too, or he's taken away his favor or something True. from us. But we have a God who's not just of, yes, like the resurrection and joy and gifts, and he blesses us with his providence, but also the God of the cross mm-hmm. and the God of the desert, you know, yeah. and the God of the agony in the garden and um, all the saints who have followed in those footsteps and suffered. Like, yeah. um, we're also a... a as Catholics, um, invited into, like Mother Teresa, that feeling of darkness or abandonment and separation. You know, we're not always going to have that tangible consolation and trusting that God is still there anyway. Yeah. I mean, Christ was, so we've talked, we talked about this recently in our young adult group, Mm -hmm. that Christ actually, like, he wasn't, as his time on earth wasn't omnipotent yeah like he didn't know everything that was going to happen at the moment it was slowly revealed to him during his time here on earth so like at first i was like what what do you what do you mean god is what do you mean jesus wasn't omnipotent like and it was clarified like while he was here on earth his human intellect he was human intellect he was he was barred by his human intellect and he it slowly was revealed to him. That's mm-hmm. why the agony in the garden exists. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's not that. That's why, but that's one of the reasons why there was an agony in the garden. You know, like he didn't spare himself like any of our human experience, save yeah. for sin. So, like, he felt that anxiety and that, yeah. I guess, in the forty days abandonment too. on the cross. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think that was really great. But he continued to trust in knowing that he this he was fulfilling the prophecy and yeah. and uh, but that's I mean. Yeah, you can say, oh, he's God, but he was also human. And he also had those, you know, temptations and those pains and those sufferings that we all go through. And so, like, we're going to go through these things and we're called to be Christ-like and to follow in the steps of just trusting in these times of maybe that are, some of these times that might be very tough, huh? Yeah. One of the things that, you know, one of my favorite verses, you know, my favorite verse, right? My, uh scripture passages is from isaiah um isaiah 43 1 and i'm gonna get my bible real quick so i'm gonna read it to you but now thus says the lord he who created you o jacob he who formed you o israel fear not for i have redeemed you 
I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And the flames shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. I give men in return for you, people in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. Um, this passage had a huge part of my conversion. It was actually the, the, the Bible passage for the first Steubenville. I realized, mm-hmm. like, after I saw the retreat shirt, it was like Isaiah 43.1. On the, I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't know that. And I guess it makes sense because I had my conversion, at that reconversion at Steubenville. But in that passage, it taught me a lot of just kind of letting my fear go. And I think a lot of the, a lot of when it comes to trust, there's just a lot of like fear of just letting your control over your yeah. life go, right? Yeah. I think that's majority of people's thing is that control yeah. is control, definitely that that certainty, mm. the clarity, like you said, like it makes so much sense. And believing that God not only like knows what's best, but He wants what's best for us even more than we do mm-hmm. you know believing yeah. that he's good and loves us and yeah he's our father and not yeah. just some puppeteer <laughs> yeah. you know who wants to do things his way it's because he knows and yeah. he cares and you mentioned earlier once you feel like you've gained trust in the lord oh, he, like, be careful <laughs> oh don't ask for trust yeah. it's crazy you just kind of like, like humility <laughs> you sure you sure you trust me yeah come come deeper <laughs> come deeper into this trust and it's a beautiful thing i mean like we are called to continuously grow and we're called to become better christians and better followers and better mm-hmm. better examples right um especially us as in the position that we are as youth ministers trust is a big part of what we do i mean we don't get paid like handsomely <laughs> we get paid enough to survive yeah. to support maybe a a family of two children. <laughs> it's all if team you, struggles. If you like really cut costs, you know. Yeah. But And also you don't get to see the fruits always of the seeds you're sowing in ministry. True. So trusting that you're doing good or God's doing good, you don't always get to see it. it you see a lot of the yeah. other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Know, more It's a thing like I mean I was telling Joe or in a couple of po- last podcasts or a couple ago, we were talking about how, you know, when it comes to ministry, I don't get to see where my, how my kids act at school. Mm. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. go to their school because when they're not going to welcome. To college and, yeah, yeah. And what their life is like at home. And it's the hardest part is because like you only see them when they're at the church, when you have youth group, when you have faith formation or when you have, when you see them at church on Sunday. Um, so you never know how they act outside of the group that you're, you know, you're, you normally see them with. And so that's the hard part for me is like trusting that the Lord's got that covered. I mean, yeah, I, I trust that he, he does, 
But you know, it can't. I can't help but sometimes wish that I could see that, mm-hmm. see that progress outside of here. And you know, you can see the progress within within the group. But it would be nice to see if they take it outside. You know, yeah, that's me. That's something I've been working on. Kendall, um, have you ever heard of the litany of trust? A uh, few minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> So it's actually a big thing around amongst my friend group right now. We've all kind of all fallen into this, this not trap, <laughs> this hard prayer, this hard litany by the sis, uh, the uh, written by the sisters of life. Mm. Um, I think no, she's not a sister of life. The sister that's here this weekend, Sister Mary. Oh, I need to check it. She, I forget what she is. You want to, you can check, but I don't think she is because I think theirs is a blue habit, uh, a navy blue habit that'd be pretty cool if she is yeah it's our lady of the most holy trinity okay yeah the salt (laughs) anyway so this this litany of trust has just been going around among my friend group i originally first saw it at ave Mm -hmm. and it started coming up again and i was suggested to pray it one time before sometime before during lent i think and fell in love with it. It was so much so that I bought 200 <laughs> worth of these litany of trust from the Sisters of Sisters of Life. I think they're based out of New York. Yeah, Suffner, New York. Amazing. So if you want to go support Sisters of Life, go buy these prayer cards. They're amazing. Um, but this this litany trust man it's tough like it gets to you and it has a lot of the things that probably a lot of people are struggling with trust with so we're going to i think the most appropriate way to kind of like continue or end or whatever just to f- talk about trust is this right here so in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen amen from the belief that I have to earn your love. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that I am unlovable. Deliver me, Jesus. From the false security that I have what it takes. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that trusting you will leave me more destitute. Deliver me, Jesus. From all suspicion of your words and promises. Deliver me, Jesus. From the rebellion against you and childlike dependency on you. Deliver me, Jesus. From refusals and reluctances in accepting your will. Deliver me, Jesus. From anxieties about the future. Deliver me, Jesus. From resentment or excessive preoccupation with the past. Deliver me, Jesus. From the restless self-seeking in the present moment. Deliver me, Jesus. From belief in your love and presence. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being asked to give more than I have. Deliver me, Jesus. From the belief that my uh, from the belief that my life has no meaning or worth. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of what love demands. Deliver me, Jesus. From discouragement. Deliver me, Jesus. The response now changes to, Jesus, I trust in you. That you are continually holding me, sustaining me, and loving me. Jesus, I trust in you. 
that your love goes deeper than my sins and failings and transforms me. Jesus, I trust in you. That not knowing what tomorrow brings as an invitation to lean on you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are with me in my suffering. Jesus, I trust in you. That my suffering united to your own will bear fruit in this life and in the next. Jesus, I trust in you. That you will not leave me orphan. That you are present in your church. Jesus, I trust in you. That your plan is better than anything else. Jesus, I trust in you. That you always hear me and in your goodness always respond to me. Jesus, I trust in you. That you give me the grace to accept forgiveness and to forgive others. Jesus, I trust in you. That you give me all the strength I need for what is asked. Jesus, I trust in you. That my life is a gift. Jesus, I trust in you. That you will teach me to trust you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are my Lord and my God. Jesus, I trust in you. That I am your beloved one. Jesus, I trust in you. The hardest few in here for me. I mean, I think for a lot of people. I mean, a lot of this is hard for me, but <laughs> especially these few. They're all like a punch in the gut. Yeah, <laughs> like this. The first half is just like oof, just gut wrenching. Mm. But the, the the few of them is like the from the from anxiety about the future. Mm-hmm. From resentment or excessive preoccupation with the past, and the from restless self-seeking in from in the present moment. Mm. So, like all of which take you from what's happening, right? So, like your preoccupation with the past, the things in the future, like not focusing on what's here. You're not present. You're not being able to present to be with others and to Mm -hmm. love people where they're at. You know, and I think. Our theme for Subinville this year is belong, and we talked a lot about being wounded by relationships. One of the speakers, Sarah, I believe it was, we talked about how our trust in God the Father can be wounded because of betrayed trust by someone else in our life. So how each of us plays a part in helping to teach others to trust in God. And what a privilege and responsibility that is to communicate that you are lovable or worthy of God's love and God is worthy of our trust and his love and mm. um, how much we can affect somebody's faith or trust yeah we're all tied together in this yeah so. I, I like I always say every week is that we are made for commun- communion mm-hmm. and we're here to be here for each other like that's why we have this innate desire to be love and to love it's because we were like we were literally made for one another. Like we need to be yeah. able to be comfortable with calling each other out sometimes or helping each other through tough times. It's something that we innately do, but sometimes we're afraid to do. Right. Right. Um, what is the last thing, Kendall? What is the toughest thing that you had to trust in the Lord and follow um, in your life or just in general? I think, I mean, I could name a bunch of big things, whether it's finances or family, relationships. Um, you know, trying not to save people, myself too, trusting that God's going to do that work. Yeah. But I think it's just every day trusting that 
he has a purpose, you know, especially when things aren't as we, we talked about, you know, sanctifying the ordinary, you know, yeah. each moment God's at work, even yeah. when it seems quiet or small or not dramatic, like a mission field yeah. <laughs> in Central America, you know, like yeah. this is God's grace and love at work right here, right now. This moment yeah. can be redeemed for that. And yeah. um, I guess trusting that he wants me to be involved in that and part of that, how humbling that is, yeah. you know, and the things that are out of my control. I'm, I can't choose just one. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, all, it's all tied that. together. Yeah, it's hard. Um, I think also, yeah, when you see family and friends struggling or leaving the faith, trusting he's going to take care of them. Yeah. That's definitely a painful thing. Absolutely. But, yeah. 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 I think my toughest lesson, yeah, like there's, like for like you, I have a lot. Mm-hmm. As much as I like to say that I'm not concerned about money. Because my parents are very concerned about money. I like to say that I'm not, mm-hmm. or I try not to be. But there's, I can't help but sometimes be concerned. Like, am I actually going to be able to support a family <laughs> okay. with what I make? And I, I think I can, and I'm, pretty, I'm positive that I can, because I've seen do people, youth ministers do, it, do more, way less mm-hmm. than, I, than I make. And so I know it's possible, but, you know, sometimes I, because my parents are so paranoid about it, sometimes I do. And I can't say that it's my hardest thing I struggle with, with trust, but it's one that sneaks up on me because I feel like I'm not. Right. Our know. actions sometimes don't follow our words or what yeah. we believe we're trusting in. Yeah. yeah. And not to say that I, like, I'm always super paranoid about it and stuff like that and situations like that, but... It haunts you sometimes. Yeah, yeah I think normal. about it more than I think I do, like, mm. like I claim I do. Um, but yeah. Any last words for any of those people who are struggling with trust, Kendall? Oh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> You're not alone. Um, I think it starts with that relationship with God. You know who you're trusting. You know, we're not just telling you, oh, trust God. You know, like, no, you trust him because he's your friend. Yeah. You know, or your father, and that takes spending time with him. So you got to make the effort to get to know him and to love him. And then the trust naturally should follow. You know that you're loved by him too. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing. I mean, when you when you like when I talk about vulnerability, one of the things is like you have to trust that person before you share your heart with them, mm-hmm. right? And so that vulnerability um, comes f- naturally after that trust has been established. Mm-hmm. Um, and if once you're able to establish that trust with the Lord, that vulnerability and sharing your heart and like, you know, prayer life kind of follows shortly after, right? And so build a relationship with people, build a relationship with Christ. It's worth Um, the the risk, you know, it's the leap of faith. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Kendall, thank you for coming. Thank you for saying yes. And thank you for staying an hour later than we should (laughs) have. We both should have. But we'll fill it tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, we'll fill it tomorrow. But we will offer it up for our kids, right? And for all of you listening, we're offering our 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 lack of sleep for you too. Um, Know that, like I say every week, I'm praying for you. If you're listening, if you're not listening, you guys are always in my prayers. I thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, this hobby of mine, this this experiment that I've made into something 
that's turning into something more than I ever thought it would be. I mean, within the two months that I've started this, it's kind of blossomed into something very beautiful, and I'm grateful. But we'll see how it goes. You'll keep praying for us, praying for the podcast, praying for us youth ministers. <laughs> um, again, this is just this is something I like to do. I like to talk, so it's use another. It for God. Yeah, use, use it for God. God's Why glory. not? Right. <laughs> So thank you for listening. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment and rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on Spotify or Google uh, Google Podcasts, make sure you're subscribed so you can follow and get a notification every time I post a new podcast. That's usually every Monday, but sometimes it'll be scattered throughout the week if I have extra footage or footage recordings to send out you know so stay tuned for that also you can you can also follow if you're on, on apple Podcasts, right subscribe and i appreciate all your support if you guys have any suggestions how i can make this podcast better you can send us a send me an email about any anything like if you have any podcast suggestion ideas please do send those to me at um living ardently at outlook.com if you want to follow us on social media and get keep up to date with all of our posts and stuff like that, some inspirational quotes, some um, texts regarding some of the podcasts, you can follow us on Instagram at Living Ardently. And if you want to send those suggestions or whatever, you can DM us there. Or you can go to my personal account, which is at It's Only Adrian on Instagram. You can send me messages there that way too. I've been getting, like I said, been getting a lot of support from this podcast and I'm very positive support and I'm like very grateful for it. I just really didn't think I would get this much <laughs> like people talking to me about it. So it's really, really like a blessing. So do you have social media, Kendo? I have a personal Facebook and the rest is youth ministry. <laughs> so <laughs> I try to avoid social yeah. media. Kendall's very off the grid yeah. for the most part. So if you want to be friends with Kendall, <laughs> go follow her youth group page. <laughs> which is at, is um, SHVB Youth is Instagram and yeah. then St. Helens Youth Ministry. Yeah, if you want to see the work that Kendall yeah. does with the youth, she's amazing. Um, again, she's a sister of mine. Um, I call her the walking saint. <laughs> she hates when I say that. In the making. In the making. So we say in the making. That's what we all are. Um, yeah. But I brag about you a lot because you're like... I'm like the proud brother. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, this is my sister, y'all. Look at her go. Oh. Uh, so thank you for coming again. I say the same to you. This is beautiful, Adrian. Thank you yeah. for sharing. And great to see you, you in your zone, <laughs> you know, <laughs> your element. So and this is very proud of you, too. You've surpassed the master. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not. not a, <laughs> right. I'm not a grasshopper. Let's call it a tie. <laughs> Even shake shake on it. Okay. Rock your position. I'm just kidding. Okay. I think your roommate wants to sleep. Yeah. So. <laughs> we All need right, to sleep. Take care. Have a good one. And until next time, keep living ardently. Take care. <laughs>